Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Let's Review RN. Today, we're going to continue our talk about diabetes type 2, and we're going to move into patient education. There's so much information when it comes to diabetic education for the patients, and today I'm going to primarily focus on caring for the feet. Foot complications are fairly common in people with diabetes. It's estimated that approximately 10% of people with diabetes will have a diabetic foot ulcer at some point in their lives, which I personally think is low compared to what I've seen in the field, but 10% of all diabetics will have an ulcer at some point in their lives. Painful diabetic neuropathy is estimated to affect between 16 to 26% of people with diabetes. And diabetes is also considered the most common cause of non-traumatic limb amputation with diabetic ulcers preceding more than 80% of amputations in people with diabetes. After the first amputation of a diabetic patient, those people or those patients are twice as likely to have subsequent amputations as people without diabetes. So as part of diabetic education, we want to spend a lot of time educating our patients on foot care. Caring for your feet when you are diabetic is a high priority and patients are at high risk for injury leading to infection due to diabetic neuropathy. Diabetic neuropathy is a condition that most often affects the legs and the feet. Uh, For some patients, these symptoms are mild, and for others, they can be painful, debilitating, and even fatal. Symptoms of diabetic neuropathy include pain and numbness in the legs, and in more severe cases can even consist of interruption of digestion, bladder control, and heart rate control, which are symptoms we don't often think about with diabetic neuropathy. Signs and symptoms of peripheral neuropathy, which we will talk about lower extremities specifically, are often worse at night. Numbness and reduced ability to feel pain or temperature changes are also associated with diabetic peripheral neuropathy, and patients can experience tingling and burning sensations or even sharp pains or cramps in the feet, and they can even be sensitive to touch. Because of the reduced sensation in the lower extremities due to damage to the nerves, uh, we need to educate our patients about proper foot care. Patients need to inspect their feet daily, including the bottoms for cuts and blisters, for redness, swelling, or even nail issues. We can educate our patients to utilize a mirror to assess the bottom of their feet because for the elderly patients, it's not as easy for them to inspect the whole foot. We want to regularly moisturize a diabetic's foot to help avoid itching and cracking, but we do not want to moisturize between the toes. This could lead to fungal infections. We want to educate them and encourage them to get consistent foot exams with the podiatrist to prevent complications. 
consistent podiatry appointments can reduce the risk of amputation by up to 45 to 85%. For most patients, we want to encourage them to ambulate to help maintain the circulation of the blood in the lower extremities. And if a patient is sitting for a long period of time, we want to teach them to wiggle their toes and move the ankles for at least five minutes, two to three times a day. When they are ambulating around the house, we want to make sure that they are wearing house shoes um, that have hard, hard soles versus soft slippers because they may not be aware if they step on anything sharp. Uh, we also want to make sure that there is proper fit to their shoes uh, for diabetic patients when they're wearing their footwear. We don't want them to be too tight. And we don't want them to wear elastic or thick, bulky socks, which can t- uh, kind of dig into the skin. We also want to reduce the amount of friction that can be caused by poor-fitting footwear. We will um, ensure that the feet stay dry and warm. And in the winter months, we want to protect the feet from getting wet from snow or rain. Again, we cannot reiterate the importance to our patients of wearing appropriate footwear at all times and not walking around barefoot, even at home. We want to make sure that they're shaking their shoes um, and feeling for any objects inside before putting on their hard-soled slippers or appropriate footwear. Again, encouraging and educating them about proper blood sugar control will also help minimize nerve cell damage and slow the progression of diabetic neuropathy. Another risk of diabetes and diabetic neuropathy is charcoat foot which is a weakening of the bones and joints that occur in people with significant nerve damage. The symptoms include swelling, redness, heat, and sensitivity of the foot, and patient can experience no pain or they can experience significant pain. Also, we want to instruct the patients to bathe their feet in lukewarm water and never hot water. They should be testing the water with their hands prior to putting their feet in the water as they may not be able to appropriately assess the water temperature with decreased sensation. Patients need to bathe their feet very gently using a soft washcloth or a sponge. And when drying their feet after a bath or a shower, they need to be instructed to blot or pat and carefully dry between the toes. If patients experience cold feet, we want to instruct them to wear socks, even to bed to prevent cold feet. Remember, they need to be proper fitting socks so that they do not dig into the skin. They should not be using heating pads on the lower extremities, again, because they cannot appropriately assess how hot the heating pad is. They don't have that type of sensation in their lower extremities, and ultimately, they could end up with burns. Because of the sensory deficit with the peripheral neuropathy, there are no protective symptoms that warn them against pressure and heat, and therefore, trauma can occur and the development of leg ulcers can begin. Once the skin is broken, many processes contribute to uh, defective healing, and including bacterial infection, tissue ischemia, meaning reduced blood flow, and continued trauma and poor management of the wound itself. Infections can be classified as superficial or local, soft tissue or spreading, such as cellulitis, or even as deep as an infection to the bone, which is called osteomyelitis. Uncontrolled blood sugar levels can lead to damaged nerve cells and damaged blood vessels, which ultimately, again, reduce the blood flow to the local tissue of the, and of the damaged blood cell, cells and vessels too. 
This reduced blood flow can exacerbate the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy and lead to poor healing of ulcers on the feet. Ulcers can then pose the risk of infection. Like we talked about, um, it can be local, it can be tissue, it can be all the way to the bone osteomyelitis. And these ultimately arise because diabetics who have peripheral neuropathy are unaware that they have ulcers or cuts on their feet. Diabetics are also prone to ingrown toenails, corns, or even calluses, and we want to make sure that they know they should not be trying to remove calluses or corns on their own. This is why they see a podiatrist who will help treat any lesions that are seen on their feet. Lastly, if a patient has sweaty feet, we want to encourage them to wear socks. The socks should be clean and dry, and they should change them every day. We can even encourage patients to... Um, utilize antiperspirant on the soles of their feet if they have excess sweating. Um, but we also want to minimize that moisture that accumulates because, again, it can lead to further complications. I know some of these instructions seem so basic and intuitive, but they're not for some patients. And we need to give them a thorough set of instructions to help our patients so that they have an exact understanding of how they should be caring for their feet. Thanks for being here today and for listening. And next week, we're going to jump into dietary education for diabetics. Again, you can always reach me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN, and you can drop me a message. Let me know what you've learned. Let me know what you'd like to learn in the future. And we'll see you next week. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.